Are you a young woman with a heart condition being harassed by a schizophrenic non-doctor? If so... That's fucking weird. We're doing the 1992 movie Dr. Giggles. What the hell are you wearing? Looking like Big Bird's side bitch. Watch out for that first step, it's a doozy. It's got a dance curse. How about you? Mm, good. Welcome back to Flick Magnet, the podcast. I am your host, Jay. And I'm Bob. And I do believe this is episode 29. Sounds about right. Or 28. Eh. It's one of those two. 20 something. And we're doing the 1992 movie, Dr. Giggles. So, Bob, is this your first time seeing this movie? This is my first time seeing this movie. I love it when it's your first time because it makes your comments actually genuine. 1992. Current. So, what's new? Anything at all? I don't know. I'm kind of over this podcast right now. Over 300 listens from Shrek. <laughs> Whoa! You people are killing it out there. Nice. Over 300,000? Who's lying? Me? Over 9,000. Uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know! You guys are really helping it get out there, which we're hoping that with this hitting so hard that our name will get more out there. With Spread it. Share yeah, it. Spread the news. Tell them about Shrek. Tell your friends. And then tell them the rest of the episodes are good, too. Well, most of them. Yeah, I'm telling you, we're good. Most of them. The, a couple of the first beginning ones are like, meh. I like to review Clerks again one day. Okay, well, we like, can, we like can a, do the, re, the, well, the like new a, one. A, well, I'd like to do the original Clerks again one day. Do like a rewatch. Clerks Revisited? Yes. In the future. Clerks Revisited. But not like for another year. I want that to be a little bit farther out. I'm 37? Right now I am. <laughs> in a row? <laughs> uh, oh, let's, let, dude, let's, let's get right in the trailer, because right. I can't wait to do this movie. Let's get into Dr. Giggles, the trailer. We've got the textbooks, the diagrams, the cadavers. This is the real thing. Scalpel. Bigger scalpel. Better. Clean cut through the derma. Suction. Using a protector. And cauterize. Just nudge these intestines. Over to the right, bone cutter. Uh-oh. This ball nicked a bit of the liver there. <laughs> the doctor is out. Hello, Mr. Pancreas. <laughs> of his mind. It only hurts when I laugh. Jennifer? You are dead. Don't worry. 
Dr. Giggles. The doctor will see you now. Nice. Nice. Nice, nice. nice. nice sound effects. Sounds like pudding. Like I just deep I in your hands. Deliver. So that is the trailer for 1992's Dr. Giggles. Directed by Manny Cotto, with writing credits from Manny and Graham Whiffler. The cast is Larry Drake, Holly Marie Combs, Cliff DeYoung, Glenn Quinn, Keith Diamond, Richard Bradford, Michelle Johnson, and John Vickery. John Vic- Victory? Victory. Vickery. V-I-C-K-E-R-Y. Now, uh, what year was Charmed? Was it around this time? Charmed was like 96, 7, 8, around there. So this is a very young Holly Combs. Holly Marie Combs, yeah. you motherfucker. And she is hot. Yes, she's quite adorable. She was very good looking now and all the way probably through the end of Charmed. Oh, for sure through the end of Charmed. I believe she had a baby while filming that movie. I mean, that show, which is a great show, by the way. The original, fuck the remake, garbage. I used to go to, every time I would go to school, we would watch Charmed before leaving for the bus. It was on every morning on TNT. I used to videotape it on VHS. Wow. Along with Dawson's Creek. In 90210. You know, uh, last year I was watching those because I think Netflix or somebody had it on on their platform, the whole thing. But for me, I like the music and the theme song that you were just singing. Yeah. It's a different song. Really? All the music is different. They took it out. I guess they didn't have the copyrights. Oh, they didn't pay the royalties. I was like, fuck that. I went up to, to my attic, got the tapes out, and started watching them. With some of the commercials from back then, when it was on the WB, and the frog was the mascot. Yes, Michigan J. Frog. Hell yeah, baby. That reminds me of another show. When I was growing up, there was a show called Muppet Babies. Oh, yeah. Well, they they would do like Star Wars and all these movie stuff. Yeah, yeah. You'll never see it again because they can't afford the copyrights to all the movies they ripped off doing Muppet Babies. That's a shame. You know, if you're ripping something off, as long as you're not actually stealing the actual music and stuff, it should be okay. Which makes no sense because Disney owns the Muppets which owns Star Wars. So, so can't you just show some of that well, stuff? Well, maybe not back then. But they own Lucasfilms Limited, period. And they own Fox. So who are they going to pay royalties to? I'm saying maybe when they were doing it when you were a kid, they didn't own it. No, they didn't. They didn't. They own it now, which right. makes sense. They probably own all the, the could, copyrights to it. They so could they, do it now, They for could sure. do it now. But they're not going to. Because no, that would be new content. And Bob, they frown upon new content. No, we're just going to remake old stuff as live action. Yeah, remake old stuff and change everything. Uh, going back to Charm, every single one of them was hot back then. Oh, Especially Alyssa Milano. Now she just looks like an old leather handbag left out in the sun. Yeah, she's fucking crazy. She's fucked every baseball player known the men. That's why she looks like an old baseball glove. She probably has. She's been broken in by every L.A. Dodger. Her vagine hang like sleeve of wizard. And uh, Rose McGowan was involved with Harvey Weinstein. So She was Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, she was Harvey Weinstein. That's why she disappeared for a while. She was also Marilyn Manson. Really? Yeah. I heard that guy could suck his own dick. What? Yeah. Like really? He, he took a rib out so he can suck his own dick. That's amazing. Yeah. Another clerk's ref. A hero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good idea to do that, to do uh, clerks. I'm 37? All right. Let's, All right. Let's, let's get, get into this. Dr. Giggles. <laughs> so we start off with an, with, an, with an on-screen quote. For extreme illnesses, 
Extreme treatments are most fitting. Hippocrates? Yes. That's how you say that? Hippocrates, if you're going to do... Uh, Hippocrates? B- uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes. A heart monitor flashes on the screen as the title card comes up one letter at a time, spelling out, Dr. Giggles. Bob, if this movie was made today, it would be called Dr. Googles, because everybody who's sick Googles their illness, and they have cancer. Yeah, WebMD is a dangerous place. Yes, don't do it. I have a foot fungus. No, you have foot you, cancer. You have foot cancer. <laughs> My throat hurts. Could it be tonsillitis? No. You have throat cancer. I like to wear Hawaiian shirts and listen to music. You're a parrot head. You have Hawaiian cancer. Yeah. <laughs> we then get an inside view of some blood platelets as blood goes running through some veins as the credits roll. That was kind of cool looking. Yeah, that was a nice little effect. It's a cool opening. So now we have doctor, a doctor teaching to a class that's looking down through some glass as he's Teaching them some heart surgery stuff. A very old school looking yeah, teaching like, hospital. They look on top of. They still have those. I'm sure they do. They still have those, but it's very old. You could tell it's very like an old hospital. I bet you they have that shit like in uh like like London. You know? Oh yeah, in those the oldest hospitals known to man. Yeah, he says that the patient has expired. You win some, you lose some. He then says that now you get to experience the cutting edge of medicine. As he picks up a saw and says, Now let's open this baby up and see what it'll do. He then cuts into the body while giggling. Cut to some orderlies walking with a doctor as they tell him patient number 193 is added again. Ah, shit! That's Dr. Giggles. Who? That's just a nickname. Nobody knows his real name. So he's been there, obviously, a long time. You don't know his name? John Doe. John Doe? Dr. Giggles. Turns out Dr. Giggles is a patient there who is extremely delusional, suffers from schizophrenia, and is really fucking smart. They get to the room and they see a pair of scissors sticking out of the cadaver's chest. Now we see a nursing a nurse sitting at a table as a pair of hands gently caresses her shoulders. She's like, Oh, Dr. Phillips. As she grabs the hands. Oh, Dr. Phillips. Phillips. She then jumps up, holding the hands as they're severed from the heart patient and says, the doctor says, he should have kept his hands to himself. So funny. This was funny. There's so many of these these one-liners in this. This, is, this reminds me of Predator. <coughs> with oh, the, yeah. Uh, with the one-liners. Let me give you a hand job. Yes. He attacks her as the nurse hits the intercom. We can hear her screaming and then him giggling. <laughs> That's creepy. That's why he's called Dr. Giggles. Dr. Creepy. The camera pans up and we see that the students Dr. G was teaching to are not students, they are patients. And he's let them all out. The doc grabs the intercom and says, Laughter is the best medicine. Cut to outside as someone drives up to the gate and goes to swipe his car to open the gate when the doc grabs him, grabs his arm, bending it backwards. <laughs> Ooh. Breaking it. He then grabs the card, slits his throat with a scalpel, and says, Checkout time. He then drives off as we get an aerial shot. A lot of off screen deaths in this movie. I didn't like that. I didn't like that either. That's a big fucking uh, 
that's a big letdown for me in this movie. I mean, what was this movie rated? It's R. It's R. So you could, and you could have, you've, this is after, you know, Friday 13th and all this. You yeah. could have shown someone getting killed. Well, from what I read in trivia and stuff is they were under a lot of scrutiny from the, uh, whoever's, what's it, the MPAA or whatever it is. To, and they had to cut a lot of shit out of it to get the R rating. I would love to see that version. It's kind of like My Bloody Valentine. Dr. Giggles, unrated cut. Right? Why not? My Bloody Valentine with the extra kills wasn't even that bad. Uh, no, and it was a better movie for it. What was the worst part? That lady falling out of the freaking uh, the dryer? That was pretty gross. That was good. Uh, when uh, Happy gets killed. I enjoyed it. That was nice. Happy was a dick. That was the best kill. He gets fucking hooked through the jaw up into his mouth, and he drags him off. Are you kidding me? Guys, go back and listen to My Buddy Valentine. Great episode. And buy some Moosehead Lager, and then watch it, or listen to it. So we had an aerial shot of the next day in the town that he's heading towards. I believe it's called, it is called Moor High. Cut to a high school letting out as we get introduced to two of our main cast characters, and that's Jen, Holly Marie Combs, and Max, as they start kissing. Sexy time. The rest of the group meets up, and they all agree to meet tonight at Breeder Hill at 8 o'clock to breed and make babies. Whoa. Oh, that guy, uh, the guy who plays, uh, plays Max, he was the husband on Roseanne. For the older, the older sister. Oh yeah, yeah. He was also in the movie. He was also in the television show Angel, but only the first season. He was the demon that gets killed off in the beginning. That's right. Yeah, I think his name was Doyle. Yes. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Damn. Where'd that come out of? I loved fucking Angel. That whole show was good. Too bad the ending was terrible. Well, when they're all running off and the world's coming, all the the that's because they canceled. The like, rift opened up and all the demons are coming out. Well, they're all standing on a porch and then they all run off the porch. Yeah, and they start running. Yeah, it's because it got canceled before they can do a proper end. Yeah, god damn it. Did you watch Buffy? I like Buffy. Did you like how it ended? I did. With the with the Sunnydale exploding. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It yeah. was a good. The ending. hell mouth opened and Sunnydale got swallowed and gone. It. it was great. Now Giggles is at a house and breaking open a wall, revealing a door with letters on it that say Dr. Evan Randall, M.D. Whoa. As this is happening, Jen walks by and hears the pounding, but gets interrupted by some old lady walking her dog. Well, the annoying-ass dog. Yeah. Most dogs, little dogs, kind of are annoying, right? Yes. Yeah. I know you have a little dog. Yeah. And is he, he annoying? He can be annoying. Okay. I'm not going to lie. He can be annoying. <laughs> And she's asking about her her radio. Jem blows her off. When I say radio, it's her heart monitor. Yeah, she's got a specialized heart yeah. monitor for her heart condition. Yeah. So uh, she blows her off and goes home to check in with her dad. And this lady is, like, pissed. Like, how dare you blow she's me a, off? She's like a Karen. She is the neighborhood Karen. Yeah. Cut back to the doc at the house. He's now in the office behind the door he discovered, and he looks at an old photo of a doctor in a white doctor's coat holding an old-school doctor bag. We then fade to white as the doc is having a memory. Flashback. We see the man come home and kiss his wife as she tells him that he's in the den. This is obviously Dr. Giggles Sr., his daddy. He goes in, and there's a kid stabbing a teddy bear with a knife and pulling out the stuffing. He's doing surgery on his toys. Yeah. He tells his daddy that one day he wants to, to be a doctor just like him. 
The dad says, you will, son, I promise. The camera pans to the left, and we see that all of these, this kid's teddy bears have been stitched up where the heart would be. So we cut back to now as the doc wipes away a tear and says that this town murdered you. It's sick and must be cured. Ooh, that's not good. Which means murder. Then four of our core ride up at the doc's house in their red jeep as Stu sings a song. Town's got a doctor and his name is Randall. Stay away from his house because he's the doctor from hell. He's chopping up his patients, every last one, and he cut out their heart purely for fun. Stu tells them the story of the mad doctor as they walk right inside the house. No fuss, no muss. It's just the door opened right up. You know, like nowadays when they have like a murder house, they knock it down. But not in the 90s and the 80s. No. Murder house? We'll just leave that up with a crickety old fence that people could break into and just ignore it. What could go wrong? He says that the citizens of Morehouse surrounded the house, broke in, and they dragged the town doctor into the streets. Trotter chimes in and says, and they stoned him to death. Damn, I like to get stoned. To death? Yeah, that's not a bad way to go. I can't handle weed. No? No. It, it, it fucks me up, man. Does it really fuck you up that bad? Yeah. The last time Mike smoked me up, I was sitting where you are. I took one hit, dude. And I was crippled. You ever tried doing just like low-grade edibles? Like 10 milligram My, edibles? I did. My sister gave me some. It didn't do anything. Hmm. How many do you need to go stronger? I don't know. I smoked in the, in the 90s. Uh, and even back then with the weed being weaker. Like I was home and I, I made my uh, homemade can bong. You know okay. you take a soda yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. fold it in half. And I did my hits, and then it was staring at a wall for like an hour. Damn. Yeah. I can't handle it. It, it My brain can't. It's just some drugs people can't They can't handle it. Need to go down to Tom's River to that uh, dispensary and look at the edibles. They have ones that, that are gummy bears that are supposed to be really good. I like my beer. Beer is good for you. Beer. It's liquid bread. It is. That sounds gross when you say that. <laughs> it's liquid bread. It's good for you. Blech. It's carbs. Trotter chimes in and says, that's right, says Stu, as he goes on and says that they went in for the kid, but they couldn't find him. Why would they kill the kid? That's messed up. I don't think they're going to kill him, but maybe they'll just take him, check him out. They're going to the orphanage. Because they think maybe he was helping his dad. Who knows? Stu thinks that little Evan never left the house. He thinks he's living in the walls. As they start looking for a secret passage. That's a different movie. And it's called People Under the Stairs. That movie's bonkers. That is crazy. Which is why we're going to do it, probably. The other two are Lee and Normie. The two girls. So Trotter and Lee go into a closet while looking for the secret passage. As Stu jams the door shut with a pickaxe. Stu and Normie laugh it up and run out of the house as they say this. You dick! Just a random pickaxe? There's just a random pickaxe lying in the house. Why Why? Did, why would you do that to your friends? Yeah, seriously. You're an asshole. So back in the closet, Lee is yelling at Trotter that he did this on purpose to get some ass, but he swears he didn't. And you ain't gonna get any. Mm-hmm. That's what she, she says that, and she grabs his dick. Trotter immediately keeps trying to break down the door. No, she, I'm sorry. She's like, you ain't getting any of this unless you get me out of here. 
And then she grabs his dick. Yep. He's like, oh, okay. I think I have superpowers. Let me try and uh, knock this door down and break my shoulder. Whatever you say. What men will do for some pussy is amazing. A lot of things. We've killed, we've started wars over pussy. It's true. And we've ended them because of pussies. Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, we see the good doctor shaving and getting dressed in his dad's old outfit. As he grabs the old doctor bag and says, get ready to take your medicine more high. The doctor is in. (laughs) Love it. Back in the closet, Trotter and Lee, they start to hear some giggling and think Stu is messing with them. So Trotter goes up to the keyhole and looks through, calling for Stu. He then grabs his face like he's been stabbed or something. Lee is freaking out, but Trotter was just messing with her. Ha ha ha, I'm shouldn't a dick. Have, shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. As he's laughing, we see a needle come through said keyhole and stabs Trotter from behind. Dead. Blood starts pouring out of his head. Oof. They had other plans, but chose this instead. Yes, my friends, Trotter is dead. You're dead. For some reason, I like to make up rhymes when I'm drinking and writing notes. Ah. Then Dr. G opens the door and fills a comically large syringe and says that he's not really taking patients right now. But I guess I could make an exception. (laughs) As we hear screams coming from across the street, as this brings the annoying dog lady from earlier. She approaches Dr. G's front door and looks through a hole in the door as an eye appears looking back at her. Whoa! This freaks her out and gets a giggle out of the doc as she runs off screaming. Cut to Breeder Hill and Max and Jen are in his convertible and Max is pressuring Jen to drink some booze. Yeah, so I can get in your pants. With that said... Mo, give me a beer. All right, tonight we are drinking from Southwestern Tier Brewing Company, Pum King Imperial Pumpkin Ale. It's an imperial pumpkin ale. It's 8.6% by volume. I've already started on it. Bob's been drinking his. Okay, I'm chugging. It's a light, not crazy, smash you in the face pumpkin flavor, right? It's good. It's well balanced. It's a nice pumpkin beer. There's a lot of pumpkin beers out there. It's too much of one thing. It's usually too much nutmeg, too much pumpkin, too much something. This has just around the right amount of spice, and uh, it's an eight percenter, and it doesn't feel like it's kicking you in the face. Like you don't have the alcohol taste, like smack you in the face. Yeah, there's a lot of beers that like, hey, alcohol, taste it. Yeah, which I don't mind that sometimes. Like you get a lot of that with the Scotch ales. Yes. Uh, But this one, this is the best way for me to describe it is well balanced and. Refreshing. Yeah, it's got a nice, nice taste. For a pumpkin beer, this is a perfect pumpkin beer. I think. I, I mean, think the only other pumpkin beer I really enjoy is the one by Dogfish. I was going to grab that one instead. No, I'm glad you went with this. And we could review the other one next week. Yeah, next the, time. the other uh, pumpkin beer I had, I think it was um, Ship Bottom. Theirs is very good. It's a four-pack. It's got an awesome label on it. Too. I like Ship Bottom Brewery. Their yeah. stuff is usually pretty good. 
Uh, but that's pretty goddamn good. All right, let's get back to this. But she says that she doesn't want to. She's following her doctor's advice. She has a heart condition, you asshole. Yeah, if she goes all the way, she might die. Die. Ooh. She'll be dead. She doesn't know. She's like, I really want to drink, but... Mm, uh, God! I don't know! She's going to go off getting off. Jesus. <laughs> and all, all Max wants to do is this. Must have not. And she's like, I don't know! And she's like, Ugh. Idiot! But the cops show up and send all the horny teens out packing. Goodbye. Get out of here. We, we yeah, no sex for you. Filthy animal. Cut to Dog Lady's house, Elaine Henderson. And she's getting ready for bed. And is about to take her red pill as the dog starts barking at the door. She was red pilled? Oh, ooh, okay. She leaves her red pill on the sink and goes to let the dog in. Uh-oh. When she comes back, her pill is now blue. <laughs> is this lady colorblind? <laughs> you don't notice your pill has changed huh. covers? That's weird. It looks like a completely different pill. It's even a different size. God damn it. She takes the pill and goes to bed. She's just a drug addict. That yes. Pills are pills. Hey, I, maybe she's colorblind for real. You know, like actually colorblind. Yeah, there is a red-blue colorblindness. Like, like a dog? Yeah, something like that. Dogs can't well, see she's, red. she's the dog lady, so maybe she is a real dog. I can't wait to get to this scene. I got stuff to say about Oh, that. God. She takes the pill and goes to bed and grabs a newspaper that reads on the front page, New Wave of Elvis Sightings. The camera slowly zooms in, and as Elaine struggles to breathe and tries to call for help, but the, the doc shows up and says... It's a good thing I make house calls. The dog runs off and through the doggy door that Elaine just wished she would learn how to use. Well, she learned, Elaine. Yeah, this time, but she took off. Yeah. Doc then takes out a large tongue depressor and inserts it in her mouth as we get a cool camera shot from inside her mouth. Doc then goes to examine her nose as he puts a very long... Adapter to his examination tool and jams it up her nose as we hear this. Ooh. Yucky. As Doc says, hmm, I found a problem. Next two, next two cops show up at the house and start giving up some details about the late, great Dr. Randell. Little juxtaposition here. Old white cop says that the doc killed off seven of his patients, cut out their heart as they were still alive. Ooh. Young black cop asks why. Old white cop says that his wife took ill, had a heart condition. He was trying to save her, even tried a piston at one point. Piston? Tried to make an engine out of her? Like a fake heart? Yeah. The sicker she got, the crazier he got. Then one day, people just started disappearing. Kept trying to find his wife a new ticker. Then a young black cop asks about the kid helping out the old man do, do his killings. Old white cop says that that was the rumor. Then the young black cop sees a piece of fabric stuck on the staircase. He grabs it as old white cop tells him they got to go. Cut to Jen and Max riding a Ferris wheel as Jen tells Max about her heart condition for the first time. Max says that she should have told him. He asks if it's a big deal. 
Jen says, according to her doctor, it isn't. And depending on what her heart monitor thing says, will determine whether or not she will need heart surgery. If you're already wearing a monitor of that sort, you're probably going to need heart surgery. It's not just a common cold. It's just a big deal. Your heart's fucked. That's why Max acts like this. Damn! She says, but wait, there's more. All right, Bob, this is for you. I switched it up. Some new sad music. Oh, God. She says that her mother went into the hospital for a routine procedure. Mm -hmm. And that's the last time I ever saw her. Kind of like Joan Rivers' daughter, Bob. Jesus. Joan Rivers went into the hospital for a routine procedure. And then she died. And she died. Hmm. Anyway, when she gets home, she hears this. Oh, you are king. You are king. Oh. I'm sorry. That's uh, that's from Living uh, Night. My wife's talking about oh. me. Oh. Yeah. How would you like to come home and you just hear your dad getting it on with your stepmom? Yeah. You she just, storms like... off, leaving Max at the uh, at the fair. He's like, Yeah, I'm going home. You suck. Goes home and hears that with yeah. a, with a sore ticker. Yeah. Could have broke her heart even more. Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. Yes. She thinks she then goes into her room and threw the heart thingy into her fish. She throws the heart thingy into her fish tank. She's like, I'm done with this. That's not very smart. No. Then we see that outside, Dr. G is watching her the whole time. I always feel like somebody's watching. So he's outside looking at her through her bedroom window. But Stu and Normie pull up in Stu's uh, red jeep, fresh off fucking over Trotter and Lee. Yeah, they're friends, assholes. And they're dead now. You don't even know. I don't know! They sneak past what I assume is the little brother playing Dr. Mario. He is playing Dr. Mario. That music is Dr. Mario. Yes. And he's playing it with a joystick. Yeah, which me and Bob are like, NES had a joystick? No, not, not like that. You wouldn't play Dr. Mario on a joystick anyway. It requires a yeah, it, button in, in the pad. Right, it didn't make sense. Yeah, that's a, that game was the shit. And uh, he, they go up to Stu's room. Stu then pulls out, his, pulls out of his drawer some black lingerie and says that he swiped this from his mom's dresser before she and his dad left. That's disgusting. He asks her to wear it. While they fuck. I'm a weirdo, w- w- weirdo. I'm a weirdo, yeah, I'm a weirdo. That's messed up. That's fucking weird. What a fucking freak. So she says that if she's dressing up, then so is he, and hands him a condom. Cut back to the kid playing Dr. Mario. We see that Dr. G has let himself into the house and is heading upstairs for their unwanted checkups. This kid is totally oblivious. Yes, he is locked in. So Normie puts on the lingerie. She looks good. Uh, Stu's in the bathroom trying to put the condom on, but he drops it in the fucking toilet. Dumbass. Normie then complains about how cold it is in here and goes to the thermostat in the hallway and says, 65? These people are Eskimos. Then all of a sudden, Dr. G appears, puts his hand over her mouth, and says that she'll catch her death of cold out here as he feels her forehead and says that he needs to take her temperature. 
pulls out a comically huge thermometer with a super pointy end and tells her to not make a sound. She opens his mouth and he puts the thermometer under her tongue and says, he has the only cure for the common cold and jams the thermometer into her face. Jesus Christ. Nice. Which we saw nothing of it. And once again, another off-screen death. Cut the stew, pull in the water-filled condom from the toilet. He drops it back in and says, quote, Maybe she won't notice. He heads back into the room and shuts the light off and says that ever since he found his mother's Victoria's Secret catalog, he's been dying for this. What, what weirdo? He then crawls under the white bed sheets and gets surprised by Dr. G, who says this. I hope you have protection. Yeah, that was funny. One more time. I hope you have protection. And he holds up a freaking scalpel. It was like, <laughs> it was hilarious. The whole scene with the bathroom, him trying to fish the condom out of the toilet. Yeah, it was so funny. Everything about Can this. Can you imagine, was like, having a close up of uh, Eli Drake? His first name's Eli? Uh, yes, I, I so. believe so. And seeing that face. Larry Drake. Larry Drake. Larry Drake. Oh, Eli Drake's a wrestler. Yes, Eli Drake <laughs> is a, a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the camera pans back and we see the blood-soaked sheet covering Stu as Dr. G has stabbed Stu in the dick. You dick! All oh, right, in the nards. Wolfman's got nards! Cut to Jen looking at some old pics of her and her mom. She decides to go back out, I guess. Just as she leaves, Dr. G comes in the back door. Jen's dad hears the door close and he thinks it's her. Her dad, fresh off making whoopee with his new gal pal, Tamara. Yeah, who's just like, well, sh- you've adjusted to not having She's this wife. She's a fucking cunt. Yeah. So they're in the bedroom. He goes, I need to go talk to my daughter. Because, you know, her mom just died. They're like, well, you mm-hmm. adjusted because you're fucking me. Yep. And he's just like, you really doing that? Come on. This is She's a bitch. Yeah, she's a piece of shit. So he does leave against her wishes. And he sees in uh, Jen's room that the heart thing is in the fish tank. He takes it out and goes downstairs and finds an empty, I don't think it's empty, but a bottle of wine that was used. A used wine. Yeah, I don't know. I can't talk. She did not listen to her doctor, Bob. She's possibly fucking, drinking alcohol, taking the heart monitor off. Because this is in the early 90s. It wasn't until the late 2000s we find drinking wine is actually good for your heart. Good for your heart, right? Red wine, actually. Just like beans, they're good for your heart. The more you eat. The more you fart. The more you fart. The better you feel. So eat beans with with every meal. (laughs) That's a public service announcement from Flick Magnet, the podcast. So Tamara comes down and Tom says that they have to go look for her. She could be in trouble. Tamara's like, "Uh uh-uh, fuck her. She's trying to break us up. Uh Uh-uh, bitch. What a bitch. Tom heads off to look for Jen. He's like, fuck you. I just did. I got no more use for this guy. Let's go. Cut back to the fair. We see Max holding a stuffed pig as he gets approached by a couple chicks who ask him if he wants to go to a secret party with them. He's like, uh, gee, let me think. Um, okay. So he goes off and, uh, we cut back to Jen's. Tamara's crying while eating a melted bowl of ice cream. Yeah, because she just realized I'm a mega bitch and I chased it, just chased off the guy that had sex with yes, me. I'm an asshole. She's crying because her man is worried about his sick daughter. 
Then she sees Dr. G's bag in the mirror on her bed. Like, what the hell is that? She turns around, Doc tries, ties her to the chair and puts a gag in her mouth. Fucking thank you. About time. And then shames her for eating ice cream. All that fat and sugar. Tsk, tsk. We gotta start taking better care of ourselves. Doc's like, no worries, we'll get it out. As he pulls out what looks like a plumber's snake with a spinning blade at the end. Yeah, this was disturbing. Yeah. What goes down must come up. As he pumps out her insides into a bowl. Better now than it, I always say. Hey, donkey! Yeah, another off-screen death, though. Because the yes. only no reason we know she died is because the ice cream comes out. And we cut to the bowl. And it's blood. Yes. Very bad-looking blood. Yep. Back at the secret party where Max and the two girls went, Max is trying to show one of them how to play the saxophone as the girls start sucking it off. More like saxophone. Oh, all right. Hey. Because <laughs> sax sounds like sex. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. Get it? That guy gets it. He says that you can't do it like that. She's like, why don't you show me? Yeah, show me how. And he takes out his dick and starts sucking it. <laughs> no, he doesn't do that. And he does as they start making out. He's cheating on uh, Jen. What a fucking, what a dick. Back at Jen's, Dr. G sees that Jen has heart problems, and this causes another memory from Doc's past as a kid. So his dad's upset because his mom is dead. They're on the bed as young Evan looks on. His dad starts crying, and then it turns into laughing. There you go. <laughs> Mom's on the bed. Looking very dead. Oh, yeah. Kid starts laughing too. Creepy. And we know this kid is fucked up. And that kid is Dr. Giggles. Yes. He says that it's just like his mother. And he's going to fix her and make his dad proud. Cut back to the fair. Jen is there looking for Max. And one of the girls who brought Max to the party sees her and decides to take her to him. When they get there, they are in full making out form. Jen walks up and says that she should thank him. Because now we really know which one of us is sick. Max is like, it's not what it looks like, I swear. I tripped and my tongue... Fell out, and she caught it with her mouth. It reminds me of those old commercials back in uh, MTV where the guy would slip and then fall. his dick would fall in the girl's <laughs> vagina. They're like, it doesn't happen by accident. Wear a condom. <laughs> MTV back in the day had some very interesting commercials. Yeah. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Was that MTV? That was on everywhere. That was everywhere. Yeah. And nowadays you do that and be like, my God, you just waited, wasted $4 worth of eggs. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I love eggs. So Jen leaves and goes into the mirror maze when she sees that her dad is there. So is Dr. G as he confirms it's her by holding up a picture of her that he took from her dresser. Then Max comes out and heads in as does the whore, Diane. You fucking whore. So inside the maze, Max is calling out to Jen. Jen tells him that he broke her heart, and there's just no coming back from that. Just then, Diane walks into one of those mirrors and hurts her nose. Dumbass. Then, then Doc shows up and says to Diane that it just needs a Band-Aid, and starts giggling again. 
Jen makes it to a spinning door and goes through. Then immediately after the door spins again and Diane is dead with a giant ass band-aid on. Murder by band-aid. Covering her face. Band-dead. Nice. I actually like that. Then Dr. G surprises Jen as she goes falling back through the mirrors. Max tells her to run as the doc pursues after her. She makes it out but falls down a hill as the doc has caught up with her as she asks her if she's feeling any discomfort. No, but he is as she whacks him in the head with a rock and takes off. Yeah, that was a total oof. Uh, She takes off running. Another thing she's not supposed to do, according to her doctor. Yeah, she's uh, slowly killing herself by drinking and all this fun stuff. I need to grab. Can you bullshit for a second? Oh, I can bullshit for a second. Yeah, so we're we're gonna come up to a scene where she runs in the police. This is the worst police officer I've ever seen. Also, where's your hat, dude? You're wearing a San Francisco 49ers hat. What's up with that? Loser. <coughs> you don't have any actual police gear. Did you want another pumpkin or are you gonna have whiskey? I'm gonna drink a little whiskey. Let's have some right now. Yeah, let's have some whiskey. Yeah. You got a glass? We have from uh, Garden State Distillery their Irish whiskey. Yeah, let me uh, give you a little bit. He's pouring it into my glass. You tell me when. When? That's good. Thank you. So I have whiskey and beer. Let's see. We're about. Yeah, we're getting close. We're at least more than halfway. Is that like a boilermaker? Is a shot in a beer? I don't know what that means. You know what a, bo- a boilermaker is? I don't know. Uh, it, it's a shot and a beer. Give me a boilermaker. Shot in a beer. Shot in a beer. All right, so here's some Irish whiskey. Very smooth. Mm. What is that? That has some back action flavor. That hits the back of your throat. Oh, that's interesting. I think it's good. I like it. No, no, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. I think I like proper number 12 better. Because that proper number 12 is really good. Proper 12 is good. Uh, t- uh, Tullamore is good. I've never actually had Tullamore do. Really? Yeah. You will next podcast. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm going to get somebody. All right. This is very good. All right. Jen goes up to Mrs. Henderson's house, dog lady, but she's dead. But then as luck would have it, old white cop and young black cop show up just in time to back Dr. G off. Yeah. We got the... Old white cop wearing a San Francisco 49ers hat. Yes. Because, obviously, he d- they don't have proper police gear in their town. And uh, young black cop who looks like Anthony Mackie. He does. Handsome, handsome dude. Very much so. Cut to Max at the police station telling them about the doctor. He says maybe it's Dr. Rendell's son. Old white cop isn't buying it. And when Jen's doc comes in and says that they're going to put her on an EKG machine, young black cop is like, hey, Rendell's wife had a heart condition. Young black cop is calling BS on old white cop and calls him out on his shit. So we're going to check in with this and do a quick little watch along for this upcoming scene. Could become serious. I Dr. Rendell's wife died of a heart Don't call me Shirley. So my mom, no, my, my grandma, and my grandma. How the hell did you get back into Dr. Rendell again? 
Well, we did, Chief. My new partner here just got a little bump on the head. That has nothing to do with it, and you know it. I love how the chief is trying to eat Chinese food, but he can't. I said that's with chopsticks. Be handing out parking tickets with old Annie. Listen, these kids are pulling your chain. Relax. Now, oh, let me ask you a question. It's not a chain. It's my big dick. Let me ask you a question. Is this all happening all in one night? Reach station duty. Yeah. Yeah. So, no one is. No one is. Uh, figured out that the that the old asylum up the hill is is gone out of control. He left three people yes. alive, yeah. so they didn't call the police after that. You saw that girl; she was fucking scared. Nineteen ninety-two, baby. Everyone's retarded. He cut the telephone lines to the whole town. Did he have too much to drink? Never go for retard. I'm going to level you if you don't let go. Do what you feel, man, but it might be easier to just tell me what the fuck you're asking. Is it They're having it out in the police locker room. I'm sorry. Old white cop takes off his, his 49ers hat, walks over to his locker. I love how there's a locker with like a big gun on the, on the front of it. Nice. Yeah. He opens up his locker of shame. Takes out some moon glow. I haven't had a drink in 35 years. I haven't had a drink in all that time either. I gave it up. How come? Because I was a fucking drunk. I'm your partner, man. Tell me. Uh, it was 1957. Damn, Boomer. The night after they found all the bodies. Going All to the her. other officers were gone. Got to a flashback. The mob had already offered Dr. Mendel. Those sweet police cars, man. They search was still on for Evan Jr. They don't make cars like that anymore. They don't. We'd moved all of Rendell's victims out of the house. And I was left there alone to watch the over movie, the bodies. Damn, he's been holding that bottle for a I long time. I tell you. What if it's age? Plenty spook. It's a good possibility. Right? Thank God for Mr. Mungo. Say that all the time. It's around midnight when I heard it. He hears some giggling. Takes another shot of the moon glow. Sets it down and grabs his flashlight. His trusty D battery flashlight, which can be also used as a weapon. I mean, he's got a pistol. Take it out. Oh, for real. I'm hearing some random laughter down where the bodies are. I'm yes. taking my gun out. I'm taking it. Well, you don't want a, a rifle. You probably want a, like a short barrel, like a pistol. Well, this is a 50. He's probably got a uh, 38 special. Yeah. Nice snub nose. Who's in here? So Not he's, funny, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the morgue, and we see a bunch of bodies covered with a white sheet. Reaches towards one of the bodies. Whoa! And it's Mrs. Rendell. Oh, we got some boobies. The body is moving and contorting, and a scalpel comes out. Comes out. That, that is boobs, Bob. It's dead boobs. Yeah. Counts. But they're fake boobs. That's still, a boob, fake still boobs. Bug. And he 
creepy child. It's alive! And I watched him oh my come God. out. It's alive! It was like he was being born again. This is the most bonkers scene in the entire movie. This is the best scene in the movie. This little fucking kid crawling out of his dead mommy. And what was left of his wife's corpse. With obviously no sew marks in it. No None. stitches. He growls at the cop who passes out. And when I came to, the eleven was gone. Everything passed out. My gun would have been out. I would have been. I would have unloaded all six bullets into that kid. Back up. Jesus, this is a major league fucked up town. Yeah, it's such an understatement. God damn, Why you white people. <laughs> God damn, white people. The this fuck is wrong with y'all? This shit does not happen in Oakland. Too much we just shoot a motherfucker and move on. So he just said, I thought I drank too much. Yeah. Our town. I'll drink to that. Doctor. Cheers, buddy. His Cheers, name Bob. is Rendell. Stay away from his house. He's a doctor from hell. He chopped up his patients, never last one, and cut out their hearts. Purely for fun. So if you're from more high and you should get sick, then fall on your knees and pray you die quick. Fall on Don't your go knees. Don't chasing nursery rhymes, rates. Take that dick. And you know what he did after the show? He built a lot of money to your HMO. <laughs> All right, so back at Jen's, Dr. G is listening to the chief leaving a message for Tom. Then Tom comes home, plays that message, but there's a new one on there, and it says, Hi, I'm your new doctor, and I'm standing right behind you. And he's like, what the fuck is this? this? He turns around, and Dr. Giggles cuts him with a saw and says, If you think that's bad, wait until you get my bill. Thank you, Dr. Giggles. Stick around. He goes to chop Tom up, but old white cop shows up and finds Tom on the floor. He checks on him as Dr. G stabs old white cop in the back of the neck. Oh, man. OWC says, you owe me 35 years of sleep. Then shoots the doc in the side as he falls down to the floor. Dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. I want his family dead. I want his dog dead. That was... uh... You do it better. What movie was that? Was Untouchables. That Untouchables. I was watching clips of that today. Yeah, I love that movie. Oh, we we gotta do that. I movie. want his family dead. I want his dog dead. I want his cheeseburger well done and dead. <laughs> nice. Doc bleeds all over his bag as he goes to grab it, and his giggling his giggling becomes a little pained. And that's leather. You'd never get blood out of leather. Is that true? I don't know. I imagine not. You don't want to get anything on leather. It's so hard to get out. Well, I had the pain giggling. I guess I'll add it in after. <laughs> yeah, it was you like... You just take that out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like an evil Fran Tresser this entire movie? <laughs> yes, Fran. There is a Santa Claus. <laughs> the doctor will see you now. Hey. <laughs> I was funny for five seconds with that movie and that television show. She was so hot, though. Oh, yeah. Fuck. And now she's the leader of SAG-AFRA. Is she really? She's the president of SAG-AFRA. She's leading the strike right now. Why? Why is she the leader? 
because she got elected. Apparently, she does a good job. All right. Hey, second after your career, you uh, you became a you were an actress, top of the world for a while. And now you're a union boss. Or was it what she did? Uh, 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 maybe that isn't that how she was became the nanny in the television show. Back at Doctor G's place, he's performing surgery on himself to get the bullet out and close the wound. And every time he needs a tool, he asks himself for for it. Like scalpel, scalpel, suction, suction. Doctor heals thyself. Yeah, that was a nice. That was a nice one. Back at the cop shop, young black cop and Max are searching hospitals as young black cop has that piece of fabric he found earlier. They're able to track it and him from Terrawood Hospital. It says ID unknown, forty-two-year-old schizophrenic man, orphaned at age seven, escaped two weeks ago. Young black cop puts wait it escaped two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So, okay, so it didn't happen all in one night. In two weeks, no one's... Oh, alert- two weeks, yeah, yeah. Okay, so no one's really alerted the police... That's even worse. ...that there's an escaped mental patient on the loose who wants to pretend to be a doctor? Bob, there's been murders there's, at a state hospital. There's multiple murders. The guy... Okay, so the guy is started a riot, killed multiple people at the hospital. Yep. Three people. The, the nurse, the doctor, the Check. doctor leaving... And the doctor on the table that in the beginning Check. that he sliced his heart during surgery. Check. And they never mention it to the police. Not unless the state police should be involved. It's a, it's a state fucking it's, it's a state hospital. Building. There was three people left alive, two orderlies, and obviously we were supposed to believe the hospital <clears throat> a supervisor. Well that was one floor, too. Yeah. So Who you- knows how many more people were there? So you didn't alert the state police at all? Oh my god. So young black cop puts it together that this is probably Dr. Rendell's kid. And he tells Max to stay here as he heads over to Rendell's house. Max doesn't and climbs out the window. Of course he doesn't because he's stupid. Yes. Well, he, he's in love with Jen. No, he's a white guy in Unless a horror movie. Unless something easier comes along. Yeah, he's a white dude in a horror movie where they never listen and they always go charging into the, the fray. Or that. He's, he reminds me of the, uh, what's his name from the first Nightmare on Elm Street? The, uh, the, uh, he's got the black jacket. He gets killed in the jail cell. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember the yeah, name. Yeah, I forget his name. Head. So back with Jen and her doctor as Jen is still on the EKG machine and it flatlines. She freaks out and yells for Dr. Chamberlain to come over. And when he does, it's Dr. G. And he cuts her open, cuts her chest open, exposing her heart, exposing her Except she was dreaming this. It's just a dream. It's all a dream. It's like when they shot JR. It's just a dream. He wakes up in the shower. The next episode. Yeah, I don't. I have no he, idea what I'm talking about. Wasn't he from about. I Dream of Genie? Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Larry Linfield? No. Larry. Uh, I'll see if we can do this in real time. I want to say Larry Holmes, but that's the, that's the pornography guy. <laughs> Larry. Come on. I think it's an S. Just, no, that's the bike rally. I'm going to look it up. You keep guessing. Uh, so Larry, he was in I Dream of Genie. He was um, banging Genie in the bottle on the pillows. And he, if I had Genie and the power of her, I would be having sex with her all the time. And she would be, always be wearing those see-through lace. Not lace. Pantyhose, not pantyhose. Hmm. 
Larry Hagman, go fuck yourself. Nice. Got it. Didn't he fuck Google? Thank there you, you very go. much. Ah, sometimes the brain works. And then he dies of cancer. <sighs> but the show was Dallas. And it was a huge cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah. They killed off the, the main... He was the main character. Right? He, he was the head of the household. He yeah. was JR. And the way they fixed it next season... It's just a dream. It's all a dream. Go fuck yourself. Like the movies. Like that show scene elsewhere. It's all just yes. a snow globe in a retarded kid's eyes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I wanted to bring out my VHS tape of this movie. Because the back of the box is hysterical. And I wanted to fucking read it and it's inside. I forgot to grab it. Because they, they say retard on the box. Really? Yeah. Well, it's the early 90s. We could use we could say words like that. Oh, god damn it. Stay tuned for the back of the box segment coming later on. Yeah, we'll do it before trivia. Yes, that works for me. Okay. Her doc starts reading the EKG printout and tells her that he thinks she's going to be fine. Yeah, we know you have a major heart problem, but yeah, you're fine. That's what, that's what you want to hear from your doctor. I think you're going to be fine. Uh, you should be okay. Take two of these and try not to die in the morning. If I had to take a guess, you'd be fine. Then Dr. G stabs him in the back and says, I think you ought to get a second opinion. Nice. But then Dr. Chamberlain stabs Dr. G in the leg with a pair of scissors and then grabs a pipe. Dr. G takes out a huge reflex hammer. That was funny. And they start sword fighting until Dr. G knocks the pipe, or whatever it is, away and smashes him with the reflex hammer, sending Dr. Chamberlain down and stunned. Dr. G then takes out a huge blood pressure cuff and wraps it around the good doctor's neck and pumps it up until he dies. Off screen. Thank you. The doc then puts Jen to sleep with an injection and carries her off. I just carry this around for yes. saving patients and date rape. I love the, uh, what's he say here? Doctor, just stay away from her. That, Still. That's very unprofessional. You're showing a little professional courtesy. Just look at the size of that fucking thing. That is comically large. It's, a toma it's like a tomahawk. I love how we get caught up in sync with the movie. Hits him in the knee. Oh, hits him in the, the face. He's down. Stunned. Reflexes seem normal. Ah! <laughs> I must say, look at that blood pressure cuff. A comically large blood pressure cuff. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. for an elephant? Yeah. He wraps it around his neck and face. Now, relax and breathe normally. I must say, this has a lot of nice one-liners. I love it. I'm afraid the news is bad. I'll give you six seconds to live. Right. Any last words, Doctor? Oh, that is gruesome looking. Oh, it's an on-scene death. Yeah. It is an on-scene death. Either you're dead or my watch has stopped. <laughs> Which is both. Yes. <laughs> Lights out. Doctor's Look at the syringe. Holy shit. A comically large needle. God damn it. With mysterious blue liquid. Blue liquid. Alright. Kool-Aid. Nice. And he caresses her hair and sniffs her. No, that didn't happen. Okay, I, I, 
No one-liners? All right. He carries her off. He does generally care about her, though. Look at the look at his face. He does. Well, Grim concern. Yeah. Did you ever watch the uh, the Darkman movies? It's been a long time. I I, that I, was Liam Nielsen in that movie, right? That was him. No, he was in that movie. Yeah, he's the Darkman. Uh, he, okay. Yeah, he's, he's the guy. All right, so we cut to Jen's house. Uh, young black cop discovers his partner dead. And Tom, as Tom pops up and tells young black cop that a doctor did this. Cut to a leaky basement as Dr. G has Jen chained up to an operating table as he listens to her heart with a stethoscope and says, Yep, it's broken, all right. He takes out a bucket of hearts and starts sizing up. Yes, bucket of hearts is pretty funny. Yeah. The first one's too small. Then too big, takes out a third one and says, Hmm, just right. Yeah, like the three, little, the three bears. little bears. Cut to young black cop as he goes to Dr. G's dad's office, and this is where we see all of the bodies stashed, and all of them have had their hearts cut out. This makes YBC puke. Oh, yes, very much so. Gross. I said, uh, yeah, Dr. G's dad's office. You know, the main office from the beginning. Back at the creepy basement, Dr. G says that before they can fix the broken heart, they have to stop it from beating. He grabs some old-ass defibrillator paddles and does just that. Jen is flatlined for real this time. Yeah, he, in order to save her, we have to stop your heart. You must die. Yes. You must die so others may live. This causes the lights up in the office to dim as young black cop gets down there just as Dr. G is about to make the first incision to cut out Jen's heart. Dr. G says, have a heart, and throws one at young black cop. <laughs> so funny. Dr. G puts both defibs together as this causes the lights to go out as Dr. G escapes. Young black cop brings back Jen with uh, CPR and tells her to be quiet and don't move. Then we see Dr. G and he says, it's time to do what doctors do best. As he grabs a golf club, Looks like a wedge to me. Maybe a nine iron. So Officer Joe Reitz, that's young black cop. Give him respect. Give him respect. He's clearing the doctor's office when Jen comes out, as does uh, Max. Officer Reitz is like, what the fuck are you doing here? They go to leave through the office that has all the bodies in it, but the door is locked. Up comes Dr. G with his golf club, and he knocks Max down. And the gun out of young black cop's hand. Dr. G then knocks young black cop with the club, sending him through the window. Then Dr. G holds up the bent club and says, should have used an eight iron. That was close. It wasn't... That was pretty funny. Jen loads the pistol, but Dr. G grabs it and goes to shoot young black cop. Then jumps on the dock, causing him to miss as he goes after Officer Reitz with the pistol. Back in the basement, or whatever it is, Dr. G shoots uh, Officer Reitz, but misses and hitting some gas tank. A fire starts as a uh, young black cop and the doc fight it out. Doc's choking the officer, but young black cop gets a chain wrapped around the doc's neck and starts to choke the doc out. Nice job there, guy. Meanwhile, Jen and Max try to escape up the stairs, but the stairs collapse. And Max is trying to scale the wall to try to get the hell out of there with Jen. We got to get out of here, guys. Did you notice when uh, Officer Reitz was walking down those steps, they were kind of giving? Yes. It was so subtle. It was a very subtle thing they did to, like, foreshadow 
the steps collapsing. And it's not like a, a typical now Hollywood where you see it and there's like a zoom in where it's... No, very, it was very, very, very subtle. Very subtle. It's very good. I like that. It's probably the most subtle thing about this yes, movie. Yes, I liked it a lot. This movie's crazy. Back at the fight, the doc takes the saw and hits uh, young black cop in the back with it killing him. He deserves these. Did you see what I saw? Hey. Then Max is able to get up to the next level and then tries pulling up Jen. When she's just about to get there, Bob, she gets her leg up all the way. Dr. G grabs her leg and pulls her back down. That old gag. Yeah, I don't think so. But Jennifer kicks him in the face, sending him back as Max and Jen get out of there. Now the doc is kind of trapped and the fire starts to rage as those gas tanks start to heat up. Max and Jen are at the front steps as the place explodes, sending them flying down to the ground. Dr. Rundell's bag also lands as it catches on fire. I have a heart condition. I'm not supposed to get explosions. Right. Cut to Jen at a hospital as they have a they have to replace one of her valves immediately. One of the nurses then sees blood dripping under the door and follows the trail outside of the operating room and finds two male nurses dead. Just when you thought this movie wasn't bonkers, it's getting it more continues. bonkers. Then her head is grabbed and we hear a crack sound. They start to put Jen under when in walks Dr. G, all burned up, as the surgeon says, Who the hell are you? I'm her doctor, says Evan. His face is burnt. Burnt like Freddy Krueger. Just not as bad. It looks like an overdone pizza. Yes. As he takes out all these barbaric-looking tools and then kills the surgeon. Yeah, he's he's got the craziest-looking tools. Yes. He's got one tool that shoots spike forward. That's what he kills the surgeon with. He's got a very obviously antique rib spreader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love when he goes, what What are these? He goes, tools of my own design, but I haven't got to test them. And then shoo, kills the doctor. Nice. Jen is able to get the mask off and get off the operating table. Jen says, you were dead. We killed you. I'm not that good a doctor, says Dr. G. Yeah, that was a pretty funny line. As Jen locks herself into a supply room, as Dr. G gets in. Doc says, is it my bedside manner? Then Jen throws two jars of some kind of liquid at his feet as they shatter. Doc says, Jennifer, it's time to take your medicine. Then Jen takes the defib paddles and says, try some of your own medicine. And takes the defib paddles and lights up the Doc, sending jolts of electricity through the entire body. Yeah, this is pretty comical. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yes. <laughs> like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Joints. Nice thud there. The dog falls down to the floor and Jen tries to leave, but he grabs her and says that he doesn't feel too well. Jen then grabs two of his jabby tools and says, Take two and call me in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I love the laugh there. (laughs) And she stabs the doc, sending him back 
as he says, Doctor in the house. He falls forward, causing the two objects to impale his chest, killing him. Through his back. Yeah. That was nice. That's, what, the second on-screen Two, death? yeah. Two on-screen deaths out of all the deaths. Well, we had the blood pressure cuff. Yeah, that's one. And this. That's it? Yeah. That's it. That's I mean, it. Fuck, you dude. assume the older cop is dead, but he falls forward. And do you really see him killing young black cop? You're not just, really. No, not really. Not really. So there's only two on-screen deaths. Damn it. All right, so next scene, Jen wakes up with her dad. He's there to greet her, as is Max, and that's that's uh, that's it. That's the movie. Movie has a good soundtrack. Yeah. Had a good score too, which obviously you've heard because I've added it in the editing process. Yes. Yes. All right. Let's get into some uh, some reviews. After this, we're gonna do back of the box. Oh yeah, that's right. So let's do reviews first, though. So we got a little bit of a controversy because recently has come out that Rotten Tomatoes critic score has been improperly influenced. That movie theaters will send movies out to certain reviewers knowing they will give it positive reviews only. God, is nothing fucking sacred anymore? No. I mean, I've always kind of used Rotten Tomatoes not as a true guideline, but, you know, I think this movie is safe because it's old enough. The All 90s. Right. That's fair. So Rotten Tomatoes critic score gives this movie a 23. <coughs> percent right. Me with an audience score of 41. percent And IMDb gives us a 5.2 out of 10. Okay. I mean, for what this movie is, that's actually pretty good. So positive reviews. Casey Chong of Casey's Movie Mania. No doubt Larry Drake owns the role as it's hard to imagine anyone else playing the title character. I agree with that 100%. He nails this role. Uh, my first one, title, I love Dr. Giggles. I grew up with having Dr. Giggles as a part of my everyday life as I was growing up. I watched many movies, but Dr. Giggles was one movie which touched my heart. Jeez. Larry Drake gives an extraordinary performance as an insane doctor. His best line is, Did someone call a doctor? I just wish there could have been part two to Dr. Giggles because Larry Drake gives an outstanding performance. I wish he knew how much he was he has affected me and will continue to be a part of my family for generations to come. Thank you, Larry Drake. Wow. Okay. Wow. Kevin Thomas of the Los Angeles Times. Dr. Giggles is one horror comedy that actually is laugh-out-loud funny, a fast and frequently hilarious collision of gore and gags, and a tour de force of smart and sophisticated exploitation filmmaking. Nice. Uh, title of my next one is this. Take two and call me in the morning. 
That giggle just makes me laugh every time. <laughs> it gets me every fucking time. I think the movie is great. Holly is such a good actress, and she makes this classic horror movie one of the best through history. It is definitely in the same class as Friday the 13th or even Nightmare on Elm Street. The end line is the coolest throughout history. Take two and call me in the morning. I mean, it's, uh, okay. it, it's up there. So, uh, Stephen Newton of the Georgia Strait. Dr. Giggles is about as sick and twisted as a commercial ho- ho- as sick as sick and twisted as commercial Hollywood movies get. Nice. Best one-liners than Schwarzenegger or Freddy Krueger. Okay, you're going... No. Oh, no, 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 no. You're going too no, far. That's too far, buddy. This movie is undoubtedly a gem of a horror mo- genre. Dr. Giggles has on hand best funny one-liners than Arnold in Commando or Freddy Krueger in Nightmare. Uh, okay. Sorry. Nope. Nope. Welcome to prime time, bitch. All the girls are pretty. Creepy scenery. Interesting revenge plot like Dr. Fibes. I don't know what that is. Cool, quaint doctor's wardrobe. Scary surgical devices from hell. Yeah. And finally, an amazing turn on... Of tables, a must-see for all horror comedy fans. Okay. Okay. One so, star. One star. No, do. You? No, yeah, it's time for negative reviews. Yeah. Lawrence Cohen of Variety, boasting a strong central performance in the title role by Larry Drake, pictures aimed at low end of shock audience. More care in scripting and fewer cheap yucks could have resulted in a viable yuck, new yuck, paranoid yuck, 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 horror myth. Dumb. It's a title. Dumb. I let myself get talked into seeing this instead of the Last of the Mohicans. Ugh. Well, ugh. Last of the Mohicans wasn't that bad. I saw that movie. It was the first date in high school. It was the first time I ever fingered somebody. Finger bang bang yeah. you into my life, girl. I'm gonna finger bang you every night. Hillary. Thanks for the memories. Clinton. No. Oh! No, bleh. I should have stood my ground with free movie passes all the way around. We way overpaid. I'm surprised to see this listed under horror, quotes, but not comedy, in quotes. Although it's neither funny nor scary. It tries to be a spoof, but doesn't succeed. I didn't connect with any of the characters and left bored. I can kind of see... That. He's complaining about overpaying for movies in 1992. 92? Fuck off, dude. Dude, you can't even go step into the movie theater without spending 20 bucks. Yeah. Come on. Jesus Christ. But I, I, I kind of understand his point. This is not scary. That's for our reviews. Yeah, we can't go that. into it. All right. What do we got? People staff of People Magazine. <laughs> you cowards, put your name on it. The standard horror accoutrements are here. A haunted house. A carnival. House of Mirrors. Inept cops and naive parents. Drake makes a feeble monster. Oh, okay. I feel you, man. Yawning is, is coming with me, too. Uh, don't waste your time. Loaded with cliches and, quote, can see it coming a mile away, blood and guts, Dr. Giggles is a complete waste of time. You didn't see most of the blood and guts. What are you talking I about? I know. Not much to see. Sure, the creators may have wanted to do a genre piece, but this is the same rehashed garbage. 
a date movie for the stereotypical guy who laughs at the violence on screen and the girl who squeals and clings to her boyfriend. That's an insult. No, it's not. That's a genre. One of the worst things about the horror genre, seemingly coming out of the hack and slice 80s, is the lack of story and intelligence. Instead, sophomoric humor in one bloody situation after another seems to string us all along to the end credits. Avoid this, watch some respectful and dramatic horror that truly frightens throughout. Wisdom and a compelling story. Okay. Another bunch of cowards. TV Guide staff of TV Guide. You pussies. What this project really needed was a script doctor. Ooh. Nice. Is that it for you? That's it for me. All right. Before we get the trivia, like we said, we're going to do the back of the box. This is my VHS tape that I had from the 90s, and it's in great condition. It's one of the, it's a good time, so it's not, it's recorded in EP, you know, it's not that, it's not great, but let's go. Larry Drake, who won back-to-back Emmy Awards for his portrayal of Benny... Stolwicks, the mentally retarded office boy on L.A. Law, Jesus, stars as a di- diabolical doctor with a sharp wit and even sharper scalpel. In this horrific tongue-in-cheek thriller, it has been 35 years since the small town of Moorhide discovered why Dr. Rendell kept losing his patients. He was ripping their hearts out in a twisted attempt to save... His ailing wife. The townspeople stoned Rendell to death. But they never found a young son with his hideous giggle. (laughs) He who helped his deranged father perform the operations. Now more than three decades later, Dr. Rendell's son returns to gain revenge on Morhai's residence. And he's not shy about making... House calls. You'll die laughing, but his unlucky patients will just die. Whoa. Very nice. Very nice. Nice. L.A. Law, talk about a flashback show. Mentally retarded. That show was a big deal back then. Yeah, that show was mentally retarded. All right, let's move what in. You got, buddy? Let's move into trivia. Speaking of mentally retarded, Ted I- Danson was considered for the title role. Dead Dancing was going to be Dr. Giggles. <laughs> Sam, Sam, I know you just yes. got done tending bar, but can you go kill someone out and giggle? How great was that show, Cheers? Cheers was a great show. So fucking good. Norm. So, the house that belonged to Dr. Giggles was not a real house, but a prop that was set up in a park. The crew built this prop house instead of using a real house so they could blow it up toward the end of the film. Smart. Nice. Uh, Matt Frewer was also considered for the role of Dr. Giggles. Who's that? He was... What did he do? Trying to remember. He was in a bunch of stuff. All right. Oh, he was the dad that was opposite of Rick Moranis in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. 
Oh, the guy, the dad that was trying to quit smoking, but he couldn't. But he couldn't. He was yes. hiding cigarettes under his hat, and his wife caught him. He was also the bad guy in The Watchmen. Oh, yeah. There and he go. was in Dawn of the Dead. Really? Yes. Really? He's also really? in the movie 12 Monkeys. That's a cool, weird, fucking mindfuck of a movie. Yes, it is. And a TV show. All right, uh, Jennifer Aniston and Ashley Judd both auditioned for the role of Jennifer in this movie. To create the, the POV shot through the mouth of one of the characters, an oversized mouth prop was constructed for the camera to fit into from behind. To match the size of the mouth, a oversized tongue depressor was, was created, created for, for the actor, actor Larry Drake, Drake to use. use. <laughs> that was my last trivia. <laughs> On... August 11th, 1992, the Daily Variety reported that Largo Entertainment signed an exclusive first-look deal with Dark Horse Comics to develop and produce films based on the company's comics. Dr. Giggles was the first film produced as part of the deal between Largo and Dark Horse. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. It is interesting. That's trivia. Revolution is televised. It's time so for good. our personal reviews. All right. I'll start. Go ahead. So, Dr. Giggles. It's an interesting movie. <laughs> it doesn't have the best plot. No, it doesn't. It has a couple of bonker scenes. It's fun. It's fun. It has some one-liners, but really hurts it is most of the deaths are off scene. Lack of gore. Lack of deaths. And this is coming out of the 80s when we had some great slasher films, yeah. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Friday the 13th <coughs> Part 2 with the first Jason appearance. Bag Jason. Bag Jason. Hey, one eye bag Jason. So it hurts it a little bit. Yes, I agree. Um, I'm giving this movie a four or five. A four and a half. A four and a half. All right. I enjoyed most of this movie, but the, the lack of deaths on screen... Really for, a, for a slasher. For a yes, this is a slasher. This is a movie. slasher movie, and I, we don't get much slashing. Because there was enjoyable parts of this movie, it gets a below average movie. He does slash the guy's throat that he steals the car from. Yeah, but do you see it? On, yeah, you do see. You it on do screen. see that one. Yeah, so there's so that's three, three, but that's it. That's it for a slasher movie. It so it gets a four or five. All right. So for me, everything Bob said, I do agree with. Uh, I. I like the comedy aspect of it. That that adds a lot to the movie for me. This is, at minimum, this is at least an average movie. Slightly above. This is a 5.5 five for me. 5.5. All right. 5.5. Five. 5.5. Five, five. It's fun. I'll watch it again. Why not? You know? All right. There you go. That's, that's our ratings. 
Make an X account for us. God damn it. I keep forgetting. I give it to you. What? What? So, we're moving into the Halloween season. We have one more non Halloween movie. And then we're going right full bore. Yes, baby. Be ready. I can't wait. The next movie we're doing, I guess you can call it a classic. Ooh, classic. I guess you can call it a cult classic. A cult classic? Yeah. It's funny as shit. I guarantee you guys have all seen it. Ooh. Bob has no idea. No, I, I can't wait. I like being surprised. I know. So, if you want us to do a certain movie you want to do, hit us up on our socials. Bob has those. Yeah, we're at Facebook at Flick Magnet, Instagram Flick Magnet. And email us, like Jay said, your like, your suggestions, what you thought of this movie, what we want to hear from you. FlickMagnetPod at Yahoo.com. Email me if you want my cell number so we can text. I'll give it to you. <laughs> Jay's lonely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit. We'll get you a burner phone. A burner phone for a the account. A burner phone. Oh, you ever considered getting one of them internet phone numbers if people can leave us voicemails? Yes, I have. How much are they a month? When we were doing the uh, wrestling show, I thought about doing it. I didn't get that far into it. Yeah, we. I mean, we get uh, we get some nice engagement with this podcast. Maybe we can get people to write us up. That's true. That is true. All right. That's it. All right. Till next time. See you. Doctor Giggles is a fun movie. Go fucking watch it. And watch my bloody Valentine. And by Moosehead Lager. I think she needs a second opinion. I think she does too. Creator of Beavis and Butthead and co-creator of King of the Hill comes a movie about people who go to work. Who are part of a team. And remember, next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. Okay, but I could set the building on fire. Who respect their boss. We need to talk about your flair. Well, I have 15... 15 pieces on. 15 is the minimum. Brian, for example, has 37 pieces of flair on today. <laughs> and a terrific smile. And need to escape. I don't like my job, and I don't think I'm going to go anymore. One of these days, I, I, I just I just keep this piece of... I'm thinking now it might be more fun to just get fired. And I've always wondered what that would take. Oh, Peter, listen. Uh, well, it looks like you've been missing quite a bit of work lately. Well, I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. <laughs> That's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over him. We're going to be getting rid of these people here. Mr. Samir. Okay, okay. Night eating a job. Not going to work here anymore anyway. <laughs> you haven't been showing up and you got to keep your job. Actually, I'm being promoted. Thank you, Bob. This is a 
is suck. They're gonna throw you out on the street so that Bill Lumberg's stock will go up. Ooh, it's completely unfair. Inatech deserves to go down. We're just the guys to do it. Tell me about that virus you're always talking about. The one that could rip off the company for a bunch of money. I'm not going to do anything illegal, Peter. Illegal? Samir, this is America. The worst they're gonna do is they put you in a white-collar minimum security resort for a couple of months. You know they have conjugal visits there? I might be showing them my old face. Oh, oh. They let you have sex with women? They sure do. Okay, I'll do it. Space. I know you've been getting pretty depressed about your job and everything, and so I just wanted to tell you, good things can happen in this world. I mean, look at me. <laughs>